0: Welcome official bitches and fellas. So I know I'm like on this average of like every other week right now. I swear I'm trying to get better. It's just so freaking hard. The kids are just bigger now and it's just so much harder to like get anything done around my house. Like I remember when I was pregnant people would tell me all the time like you're going to lose control of your house. Your house is going to be messy. Your house is going to be dirty. Like, you're not going to be able to do things like you want to. The schedule that you think you're going to have your kids on, like, blah, 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 You're not going to be able to do it. And I was, like, adamant that, like, this I was still going to because I'm a very organized person. I'm a very clean person. Like, not super duper duper clean, like, crazy clean. But, like, I have to have, like, a clean kitchen and things like that. And I have my routines and I was, I was afraid that really those are going to be lost, but they were um, I was able, I've been able to keep up with everything literally until now, now that they're turning three, which guys, my babies are going to be three soon. I literally can't keep up with anything. Like I'm so behind on shows, on cleaning, on just everything. Like even like my normal appointments, like my like, I call them my maintenance appointments, like, nails, um toes, wax, like, eyebrows, like, all the hair, all those things that I do, like, monthly or every other week or whatever, like, I feel like even those are rushed in my life because squeeze. I used to be able to, like, turn on the TV, leave them there, and, like, be able to get something done. Now, like, they need to be right next to me. They want to help with everything. Like, they are literally, like in this like age that I cannot leave them alone for a second like the other day I was literally in the shower and I have a jacuzzi tub um and they like sat on the seat of the jacuzzi while I showered because they just needed to watch me shower like I don't get it and they're they're barely turning three like I thought like terrible twos was gonna be done but um it's not so when it comes to the podcast like I record and I never have time to edit, and I'm trying so hard, guys. I swear. Um, I'm gonna get through it one day soon. I'm gonna be able to do this, but um, right now I just need you guys to bear with me. Um, and I appreciate the ones that do bear with me. Um, okay, so recap to last week's episode. Um, last week's episode was a good one, in my opinion. It was one of, I have some episodes that I'm like, I go back and I listen to them. Like, they help me in my journey and my healing. Like, I can go back and listen to them numerous times and to just remind myself to, like, kind... It's almost like a journal that is just, like, a vlog, in a sense. But, obviously, no video, just sound. Um, And that's... This last episode, I did listen to already, like, twice. Um And I listened to In a Bubble. I listened to Fish Tank and I listen to It's a Scam. Like, I listen to those so much. And I also listen to my story sometimes. Like, it's random and seldom, but I have listened to it a few times, um, from beginning to end, just because, like, I like to, um, listen to those ones to show myself, like, how far I've come. Because although a lot of you will write me and say, like, oh my god, I can hear it in your voice, like, um, how far you've come, and, like, you're no longer, like, that person anymore, like, I don't hear that, obviously, but when I listen to those episodes, I can tell, like, I can totally tell that I am, um, I've come a long way, like, I can hear the crack in my voice, I can hear the hesitation in my voice, um, in my words, and, there's just so much that I'm, like, kind of unsure about. So much that I protect him with. Like, I've just come so far. It's crazy to me when I listen to it. Um, But I do listen to my story sometimes as well. Okay. But either way, you guys are always my cheerleaders. You guys constantly, like cheer me on. This episode, I actually heard from a lot of people that I've never heard from before or people that I rarely hear from. And those are all like great. And I'm sorry if it takes me like a day or two to like respond to you guys. Like I told you, like my days are like, fuck. I feel like they go by in a fucking instant these days. Um, And then you have to rem- like, mind you, I have four three-year-olds because I do have Nikki's son during the week. So like, I have it's it's exhausting it's so fucking exhausting um and then I work I try to work as much as I can when I don't have them and then also when I don't have them I have things to do like run errands like because going to the store with them these days is also just chaos because now they know the words of I want and mommy can you buy me and they want every snack and every toy and it's just so much so like I love my little like visitation schedule right now so much um but either way yeah um I don't really have dating updates for you guys I um I Argentinian pilot is gone um without discussion like he kind of just faded away and he's been gone now since like I want to say like the week of week of Thanksgiving I haven't spoken to him and I'm just gonna leave it because we all know that I needed to end that so it ended for whatever reason it ended on his end leaving it that way sweater guy is still around um i still like sweater guy i haven't seen sweater guy though and when i don't see a person that's when i start to like eh, it starts to deteriorate with me um we had plans last week and something happened at work and it like failed so like he couldn't come up cuz he does live a little further um, and then this week it just wasn't working out for me as far as my schedule went. So like, we're trying for next week. Um, he doesn't stop texting me. Like he does still like keep in touch with me. But when I don't see the person, it's like, eh, goodbye. Um, I sneaky link. I mean, I, I love sneaky link. <laughs> Everything's good in that department. Uh, more than good uh probably too good and that's it there's no real new guys i mean i talk to guys but i mean no one that i've met really there is one guy i'm supposed to go on a date with this week uh that i'm not really excited about but we'll see um i was almost catfished this weekend oh my god i have to tell you guys this story so um I had matched with this guy and when I went when you match, like after you match with the person you can see like their profile again and stuff so when I matched with him I was like oh let me see what this guy looks like I forgot who this guy was so I go to his profile and like look at it and I'm like oh he's very handsome but as I'm looking at through his pictures I'm like oh my god he looks like Scott Peterson you know the one that like killed his wife the pregnant wife or was charged with killing his pregnant wife. So I was like, oh my God, like he looks just like Scott Peterson. Now, mind you, Scott Peterson is handsome, but I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I can get through this. So I send the picture to Monica and Viv and I'm like, can we get over the fact that this guy looks like Scott Peterson? Monica's like, no. And I'm like, okay, like not taking this guy. But anyways, this guy kind of like grew on me. And in some pictures, he looks like Scott Peterson, some pictures he doesn't. So I told Monica, if I die, I die. Like, I don't mean, there's nothing I can do. If I die, I die. So anyways, um two days before we were supposed to meet, I asked him for a selfie. And usually I try to like at least FaceTime these guys or something. But this one, I was like, oh, let me just um, call like a selfie, you know, like, let me just get a selfie for him. So um, he sends me this selfie. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't really look like him. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because he was wearing a mask. It was, like, darker outside. It was, like, the day that it was, like, super rainy and gloomy. And, like, he had a beanie on. And it was just, like, bad lighting and whatever. So I gave him, like, the benefit of the doubt. And I was, like, maybe bad angle. Like, whatever. But I didn't want to be, like, send me another one. So I just kind of, like, left it. And then the next day, which would have been the day before we had our date, um, I tell him like, oh, send me another one. Cause this is a new day. So I can ask for another one. So he sends me another one. And this man, at this point he has his mask like on his chin and you can like see his full face, his hair, everything. He's like outside in daylight or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you look nothing like your pictures. You don't look like Scott Peterson, sir. Um, I was literally like, dumbfounded by it so much and I was annoyed by it because like I'm pretty sure the pictures he used in his profiles or his profile pictures were um like literally college days like that must have been like this guy looks like he's probably gained like a good 50 60 pounds um he needed one hell of a haircut um like he just didn't look anything like his pictures and I was like, yeah, you looked, you used really old pictures. So I was like super annoyed by it. So I was like, I'm going to need you to send me more pictures in the outfit that you're wearing currently, like the outfit that's in this picture and like different angles because like you don't look like yourself. And I know that's like an asshole like thing to say, but like no one wants to be catfish. No one wants to show up and this guy be nothing that you thought he was. And you're just completely like grossed out like and." I shouldn't say grossed out, but not attracted to him, like just a fucking waste of your day. Um, and it's rude, it's so rude. Like, you're gonna have to meet this person, don't fucking catfish people. Like, I just don't get it. Um, so, anyways, I didn't meet this guy, but I almost was catfished. Um, and then, um, I think that's it. Um, yeah, I don't know, nothing new. I guess I'll let you guys know if someone new comes up, but that's about it. Um, okay, moving on to the episode. Um, so today's episode is going to be a little bit confusing and kind of everywhere and nowhere at all, but it's all going to come together at some point. <laughs> Just bear with me, which you guys are probably pretty used to that by now. But I wanted to touch on a few things. So something happened this past week. Um that, well, first of all, let me give you like the topic. So I want to talk about like gaslighting and blame shifting and defending yourself because this is something that recently I am completely wide open to. Like my eyes are wide open to it. Um, things that are like coming at me like crazy, it seems, and testing me. Um, as you all know, um, by now you should know, or if you know me personally, I don't give two fucks what anyone thinks of me. I really don't. Hello. I come on the podcast and talk about fucking sex. Like I don't give a fuck what people think of me. Um, I will not defend myself. I refuse to defend myself. I won't do it. Like, um, for instance, a couple weeks ago, I went to a bar and, um, I was with Monica I see someone that was my ex-husband's good friend. Like, they used to be good friends. And I don't know if they still talk to each other or, like, their relationship or anything. But I go over and start chit-chatting with him. And just to say hi and stuff, like, I hope that, like, we can all still have mutual friends. Like, the judgment just kind of stays in one area And like, we can all just kind of cohabitate together, hang out with each other, you know, things like that. Um, So anyways, I see this guy, I go over, I start talking to him and we're chit-chatting and we're just catching up. Like, we're not talking about my drama. We're not bringing my ex up at all. Like, we're just all hanging out. His friends were there and I, we're just chit-chatting. Like, how's life? How are the kids? How, you know, everything under the sun. Um, And towards like hours later as we're talking or a long time later um he finally brings up a question of like you know how are you doing like with the divorce and everything and I'm like you know and I'm I'm usually pretty like open with people like I am can tell them like some days are hard some days are you know because I don't want I... <laughs> I can't be like my ex. Let's just throw that out there. And be like, oh no, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Like that's the best thing I've ever, best decision I've ever made. Blah, blah. Like I I've said this since the beginning. I call bullshit on that. And I I mean maybe he is. I don't know. But in my life or in my situation of all of this, like I'm not the happiest I've ever been. There's no, I'm not. And it's a healing process. And I, I'm i going through it. As you all know, I have good days, I have bad days. I have like complete days that I, there are days that I completely hate him, days that I'm like, I just want him back. Like there's so much. So when I talk to people and they ask me like, how are you doing? I'm open with them. Like, oh, I have good days. I have bad days. But like, I'm getting through it. Like depending on who the person is, I will either get into detail or I won't um, that same week I ran into, I went and met some friends for drinks and I hadn't seen a lot of those people in a really long time. And someone was like, you're divorced. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, how are you doing now? Her, I wasn't going to really get into much detail with, I haven't seen her in years. So I was just like, you know, I'm doing well, like I'm doing better than expected. I'm going to get through it. Divorce is hard. That's it. You know? Um, but some people I do like go ham on. Some people I'm just like, you know, blah, 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 you know, it just depends. Um, but this person, I was just like, you know, you know, I'm having good days. I have my bad days, whatever. And he was like, you know, you look good. You look really good. Um, You're, you know, you seem fine. I'm glad you're out and, you know, living your life and whatever. Like he had nothing but positivity to tell me. And he then asked like, what happened? Like, you guys were so happy. (laughs) And he even tells me, like, you know, I I was telling someone right before I found out you guys got divorced that you guys are, like, goals as fuck. He's like, and long and behold, like, you guys are getting a divorce the next thing I hear. He's like, what happened? And, you know, the funny thing is, is if someone were to have asked me six to eight months ago, like, what happened in your marriage, the story of Sue and my sister in law and the diminish of our marriage would have broken me down. Like, I would have probably started crying in the middle of it. It would have been harder for me to talk about it more, or I wouldn't have talked about it at all. But now it's almost comical to me. Now, when I talk about it, I will legit say, like, oh, my life is a novella, or my life's a fucking soap opera, or like, Dead serious, this is what happened. Because people are so, whether or not they know him or know me or know the situation, like my story in a nutshell is very shocking to people. Like, wait, you went and after 14 years of marriage and paid all this money to do IVF, had triplets, and 10 days later, he's like, I love your best friend and I'm leaving you. And then he moves on to your sister. Like, is this real? Like, it doesn't make sense to people. Like, I can imagine how crazy this much must sound to people. But I mean, that's my life. So, hello, I'm able to have a freaking successful podcast over what happened to me. Um, and so when I tell people, I can literally laugh about it now. And I don't I don't laugh as a defense mechanism either. Like I can literally just laugh about it because it's just like, yeah, that's real. Like that shit happens like Real, I know it's unbelievable, but it's real. So anyways, as I'm telling him, he's just like, his face is just completely dumbfounded. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, no. And he's like, wow, I didn't know that that's like what went down. And I was like, actually, I was like, that's my side of the story. I was like, he may have a completely different view on it. Like I tell people it's my side, his side and the truth. I was like, so... Like, I mean, that's just, if you're, you're asking me, that's what I'm telling you. And that's what I tell you guys as well. I tell people that in person as well. And he looks at me like, uh, no, he's like, his story is completely different. Like none of that was ever brought up in his story. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Like it is what it is. And he's like, so let me ask you, like, did you cheat on him? And I was like, no, I, I never cheated on him. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, you've heard that? And he's like, hey, I'm not saying shit. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, I don't need you to. So I'm like, no, I never cheated on him. But if that's what people think, that's what people say, fuck it. Like, fuck, yeah, I did cheat on him. I cheated on him with this person, this person, this person. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll fucking add to the rumor. I don't care. So anyways, um, I point being of this story is i won't defend myself i won't i you can ask me and i will tell you the truth but i won't defend myself if you already have a preconceived idea of me if you already believe whatever it is of me then believe it fucking believe it i'll write it down and sign it for you if you need me to so that you can run around and tell the world because i really can give two fucks like i know the truth he knows the truth i live with what happened he lives with or doesn't live with what happened Um, I, there's nothing. I don't, I don't care. I have no desire whatsoever to defend myself. I have no desire to relive it. I have no desire to tell people like, no, this is not what happened. This is like, this is the truth. Like I, I don't care. Yes, I use my podcast, but I also don't shove my podcast down people's throat. Whoever listens to my podcast, whoever is listening is just is choosing to listen. If you talk about it with me, then you talk about it with me. If you don't, you don't. If you secretly listen and you don't talk about it with anyone, then you do that too. If you listen and you guys have fucking powwows talking about it, then whatever. like this is obviously known to the world. and I knew that when I started the podcast. I knew that when I told my story, there's nothing hidden, and everything that I say, I obviously have to stand behind because it came out of my own mouth. Now. What I won't, won't you well ever see me do is come on here and defend myself because I won't. I don't care. Believe me or don't believe me. I really don't give two fucks. Okay. Now, with that being said, I have realized lately that now when I was in therapy, I was told about something called gaslighting. Um, gaslighting is basically when someone will do something And then they tell you that you're wrong for remembering it the way that you remembered it. And because of that, or because of the situation, they flip it and they turn it on to you, which in turn makes them the victim. And it makes you start to question your ability to like, remember, to recollect things, and to know how things actually went. So... I've always known this and I've given I've been given tactics on how to come before that, to be in front of that and to not let it get to me. So with my ex-husband, it is something that that I actually lived with our entire marriage without knowing it. Now, as I've said a million times in my episodes, I There were so many things. I was happily married 100%, but I was happily married because I was naive to a lot of things. Gaslighting was one of them. I never knew that I was being gaslighted. I never knew the term. I never knew what blame shifting was. I never knew any of these things. So there were a lot of different things in our marriages, in our marriage that I took blame for, or I took the wrath of it. Or I turned around and tried to make things better because I believed that I was wrong. Okay, my counselor, my old therapist, has even, um, she used to tell me things. Like, I, like, basically, like, no, that was, like, you were being gaslighted. That's not, that's not the situation. And she would sometimes even be able to tell me, like, did it like question me to kind of bring out things? Because as I've said before, a lot of things come up from the past and are that are dug down deep so that you don't deal with them. Um, it's, a, it's a defense mechanism. It's a trauma response. So you just don't deal with them. You just kind of like push them under the rug and you just kind of leave it there. So a lot of the times during therapy, she would tell me things like, okay, you remember it this way. Yeah. Okay. Do you know if this and this and this happened? And I'd be like, kind of, I remember, or I don't know, or whatever. But I would always come back to But if I didn't, or maybe I said something and I was always trying to defend him, always. And I'm sure a lot of you that have listened to my episodes have felt the same way. Like, Tina, you're defending him. Like, a lot of people used to write me and be like, I don't understand. Like, I really don't understand how you can respect this man and defend him and I I never, I still do it to this day that I don't realize that I am defending him, but there's still this big piece of me that still defends him and still wants to protect him in a certain way. Um, and believe it or not, that exists very strongly in me that, I mean, trust me, I can go ham and go into so much detail about things that are really, really horrible and I don't and I won't, um, or at least I'm not ready to at this point. But eventually, like, I will be, I will talk about it, hopefully, maybe, I don't know. That's the hope, Um, not necessarily to talk about it, but be able to talk about it. Um, But the idea of defending him still stands in my mind. And that comes from also the idea that I'm not to blame. So when I said this, I think last episode, um but i've said it prior when i chose to tell my story i had to convince myself that i was telling my story to tell my story but i wasn't going but i wasn't telling the story to hurt him i was just telling what he did and if you're if you did this you did this you own it that's what you did there's nothing i did wrong by telling the story i could have went away quietly i could have never said anything um he has lost a lot of respect from a lot of people um, because people know the truth now. And I could have probably saved him, those people. But that wasn't my job. That wasn't what I was out to do. And I don't regret telling my story at all. Not one ounce of me regrets telling it. But um, I have been told several times since I've told my story by him that if I would have never told my story then basically i would have my family back and that is a form of gaslighting right because i did this and this is why our marriage is not working this is why our family isn't together and when he tells me shit like that i start to like feel really bad and i start to like regret things and i start to like go into this mentality that like oh my god i fucked it all up like this is all my fault now I've told you guys a million times that I believe that affairs occur when someone's unhappy. I don't believe that it's both partners' faults, but I believe that a happy person doesn't cheat. So, of course, I believe that my ex-husband wasn't happy. For whatever reason, he wasn't happy. Um, So he cheated, but it wasn't my fault that he cheated because I could have cheated and I never cheated. So it wasn't my fault that he cheated, but I took the blame. For the first affair, I took the blame. He convinced me that it was my fault. He convinced me that I didn't love him correctly. He convinced me that I was too rough around the edges and this is why he had to cheat on me. And I took it and I ate it. So with fast forwarding till now, there are so many things that I will still be gaslighted on. Um, One thing being that um, he has told me that my, Ex sister in law, the one that he had a relationship with, um, that she told him that when we were um, when we were married, or when I'm sorry, when I first had my kids, um, that I would sneak guys into the house when he was at work, and guys, plural, more than one, um, and basically have rendezvous while he was at work. And my kids would be downstairs and I would be upstairs having sex with randoms. My kids at this time would have been about six months old, if that. And there were three of them, plus my best friend's son. So there were four babies that I would apparently leave downstairs to fend for themselves and go up and have these rendezvous. Now, mind you, I wasn't in my right mind, first of all. Second of all, there were so many days, like 90% of my days, that I didn't even find time to go shower, let alone go upstairs and have a fucking orgasm. Like, I, where this comes from is mind-blowing to me. But this is something that he's told me for a very long time. And when he told me that, I looked at him and I remember crying and telling him, if this is what you believe, then I understand now why you hate me. I understand why you hate me so much because you believe this and I'm sorry that you believe this, but this is not true. Now, mind you, I'm hurting because he's hurt by what he supposedly believes and I'm still apologizing to him for what he believes and what this woman that he invited into our lives convinced him was true. Now, that particular situation, now mind you, mind you, This woman told him this after they were already together and she had already destroyed everyone's family and he believes her over me. So he believes her word, a person like her, over me. A person that can betray their sister-in-law of 25 years and um, go ahead and take it as, oh, she's telling me the truth, right? Now, the way he believed it was because our camp we used to have a doorbell camera, and the doorbell camera broke at some point. I don't know when it broke um but at some point it was no longer like recording. I think like if they rang the doorbell, you can see it live, but like it wasn't recording. I don't even remember because. <laughs> A, I was fucking depressed, B, I was busy with all these babies, and C, I wasn't even in my right mind. Like, there, I don't even remember about this damn camera. I do remember that, though, that we couldn't watch the video, and I only remember that because I remember when I found out about him and my sister-in-law, I wasn't able to rewind on the camera to see, like, when she would come over or anything like that. So that's the only reason I remember that. Other than that, I don't remember. I don't remember any of that. Um, so in his mind, it's justified, and she's telling the truth because I broke that camera. I broke that camera when my kids were babies, and I broke it purposely so that he couldn't see. And I'm like, no, like I remember like pleading my case with him. Like, no, that's not true. That's not what happened. Like, that can't be the reason why you hate me. That can't be the reason why you left me. That can't be the reason why you think I'm the scum of the earth. Like, mind you, I like basically begged him to believe me I was like just listen to me just listen to me like try to get in your head like try to remember who I am I can't tell you how many times I've told this man remember who I am like I can still tell him that to this day because I'm still trying to plead my case with him I'm still trying to get him to take the blame off of me because I can't live with the blame I can't live with the guilt I can't live with any of this because it was never my intention. Now this situation never even happened and I'm still apologizing for this. So anyways, when all of this happened, I remember the ride home on that day and this all happened. I came home and I was crying. Like I just couldn't believe, I was so hurt that he believed this. Now, You ask me, and I'd probably tell you, like, he doesn't fucking believe it. He just needs to believe it so he feels better about himself. Like, he doesn't believe it. He knows I didn't do that shit. Like, he knows that he would come home every day from work, and I was looking like a hot fucking mess, hadn't showered in days. I was at my wits end because I had three babies. I, like, there's no way. If you have one baby, you barely have time for shit. I had three babies. Like, there's no way I had time to fucking rendez- run a fucking sex club upstairs in my house, like, while my kids were downstairs. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. So, anyways, I, that's, like, completely out of this world to me. But it's something he believes. And it, I don't even, like I said, I don't even believe he believes it. Like, I can't get into his mind, but I mean, after everything that has happened, I'm like, you don't believe that. You just need to believe it so that I'm not the problem anymore. I mean, so that you're not the problem anymore. But in actuality, even if he believed that, that came after my kids were born, meaning that came after your year and a half long affair with my best friend and you putting me through hell and back during my pregnancy, you leaving me at the hospital when I just had our babies, like there was still so much in between that. But what ended our marriage in his mind was the fact that I did that in his mind. Right? So I would try my hardest to defend myself against that. Like I had even remember, I remember thinking like, I'm going to fucking go tell her and make her tell him the truth so I can clear my name. Now, fuck that. Fucking believe it. I'm telling you guys this right now. And some of you may believe it. I don't know. Some of you might be like, oh, that makes sense. Like, Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Cool. Run with it. Go fucking tell the world. Like I don't care. Like do it. So now let me tell you, this is my knowledge. This is what I know. This is what I have learned tactics. I have learned how to get through it. I have learned how to live with it. I have learned how to dodge it. I have learned how to see it coming. I have learned how to deal with it. I have learned how to stop defending myself. I have learned so much about gaslighting right until this past weekend. So this past weekend something happened and when this particular thing happened I called someone and this person I hadn't talked to in a long time and this person I have never really discussed feelings or the events that have occurred for about a year now, right? I haven't spoke to this person. But something happened that I will talk about in a couple of weeks Um, that I just needed this person to basically be on my side and understand where I was coming from because I didn't know where to go for help with this. I was distraught. I was beside myself. I was angry. I was hurt. Um, there, What happened was beyond my control and I needed someone to just help me gain a little bit of control of the situation. So I called this person and I was like, listen, this is what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. I need your help. So this conversation goes completely haywire. (laughs) It went nowhere that I wanted it to go. I was an emotional wreck. So I was at some points yelling. I was bringing up things that didn't matter as was this other person Um, We started going in circles at some point. Like, there was just so many emotions raging and firing that, like, it went nowhere. It it didn't help me whatsoever. If anything, it just hurt me more. So I instantly regretted it. After, like, being on the phone for, like, a minute, I instantly regretted, what are you doing? Why are you thinking that this person's going to help you? This person hasn't helped you in years. Like, why would you think that this person's going to be your saving grace right now? This person's not going to do that for you. But in the middle of this conversation with this person, this person, I'm telling this person, no, it's because my ex-husband is a bad person. Like he, he's a bad person. Why don't you see that? Why don't you understand that? Like, why, why do you keep looking at this person as a good person? Like, why can't you just say, okay, this person, like my ex-husband made these horrible mistakes and is, is, it's very bad that he did this. And this person tells me, well, what were you doing while you were pregnant? And I'm like, what was I doing while I was pregnant? And this person's like, yes, what were you doing while you were pregnant? And I was like, "Uh," I was laying in my bed crying, wrapped in a blanket so that I could stop shaking, trying to convince myself that I shouldn't kill myself because I had three babies in my stomach and forcing myself to drink and eat. That's what I did while I was pregnant until I got to the hospital. And then once I got to the hospital, then I was just praying that I would just die at childbirth. Like, what do you mean? What was I doing while I was pregnant? I was in fucking survival mode. So what do you mean? I What was I doing while I was pregnant? And this person responds and says, you weren't seeing other men while you were pregnant? Bitches, fellas, I fucking lost it. I was like, I was seeing other people. I was pregnant. Is this what you heard? Is this what you believe? And something came over me that told me, defend yourself, defend yourself. So I did immediately. I was like, I can't believe you would think that of me. Like, first of all, who in the world would have an affair with someone who's pregnant with triplets and multiple men that would do that? And like, how did I have time? And I was like, sick I couldn't even get out of bed most days I was crying all the days like I literally just went into this like believe me like please believe me I'm going to spit out everything that I can so that you'll believe me so that you'll kind of take what I'm telling you into consideration and just help me because I feel like I'm going crazy trying to tell you that this is not true and that's exactly what happened I snapped out of it for a quick second And I was like, oh my God, Tina, you're being gaslighted by someone else now. But the situation still stems from your ex-husband and it's getting to you. You're defending yourself. You're begging this person to believe you and you're losing your fucking control, which I was. I was so hurt and I was so angry because one thing that, like you can't fuck with me on is how I survived my pregnancy. Like I fucking fought tooth and nail for those kids to be here. And when someone questions that or doesn't understand that, that's when I get really 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 upset. As a mother, as a woman, like I know what I went through during my pregnancy and I'm the only one like he doesn't even know the extent that I went through during my pregnancy as far as like emotions and anger and hurt and everything that comes with it that no one can question that for me like that is like twisting the knife for me. Like don't question my pregnancy because you don't know what I went through during my pregnancy. You can question everything else after my pregnancy. You can question everything else after I moved out. You can question everything else. You can question me during my marriage, but do not question me during my pregnancy because that was, that was a fight for my fucking life and for my kids' lives. And I survived it and they survived it. Like that's something I won't allow anyone to question, and that's when I think like my mama bear slash claws come out because I can't take it. So for this person to tell me like you're not innocent, and the reason basically your marriage failed was because of what you did while you were pregnant. Now, mind you, I don't know what this person believes, what this person has been told. I don't know the details of anything. I just know that that was said to me, and if that was true. If me, if I was actually doing that during my pregnancy, then it still came after the fact that he took me to Cancun, did IVF, pulled out my retirement to do it, and then ended and was having an affair with my best friend the whole time. Like let's let's not skip over that fact. But what happens there? Blame shifting. What happens there? Gaslighting me. Let's turn this around because now you're making your ex husband be the villain when really he's the victim. And you're causing this to be like, you're the victim, but really you're the villain. And that's not okay with me. That's not at all what I will allow someone to do. I will allow random people to do that. I will allow people that aren't so close to me to do that. I'll even allow family to do that. But this particular person, I wasn't going to allow to do that to me. And I didn't know why. It took me a long time to accept the fact that I am a victim. It took a lot of therapy for me to understand that being a victim was, in a sense, a badge of honor, not necessarily something that you frown upon. And I used to constantly say, and I've said it on the podcast several times, that I'm not a victim, that I would never be a victim and i had that mentality due to the fact that i believed if i was a victim that means that they got to me that means that they defeated me that means that they or he whoever um made me a made me a victim in their book and i wasn't that person because i was going to rise above and I was very stuck. Every time my therapist would say like you're a victim, like you're a victim, you're a victim, I would always say like no, I'm not. I'm not a victim. And I guys, we would we, I would constantly stop her and be like no, I'm not a victim. Until it took like I said so much therapy for me to be like I am a victim. And the fact that I agree to now I can say that I'm a victim is because now I wear it as a badge of honor. Now I wear it as I was once a victim, but I am now a survivor. I was a victim in all of their plots and all of their ploys and all of their confusion and their own traumas and everything else. I, I was a victim. I was their victim. And I mean, it's hard to not take that personally when you think about or for me, for instance, when you think about all the betrayal and the people that it came from. And, but now I can look at it and think like, I am the victim and I survived it. So when someone else comes to me and tells me like, hey, you're not the victim, you're the villain. That's when it kind of hits me a little bit harder and a little bit deeper. And the emotions come out because I'm like, absolutely not like I am not the villain I am the victim and not only am I the victim I'm the survivor and especially so with that and with me defending myself comes obviously a reaction so that's another thing that I need to get under control is the reaction the immediate response that I need to defend myself and it no, it doesn't matter how I defend myself. Like I will go into an, a complete emotional state. I will sit there and start spewing out facts that I know or let me just tell you. Let me just, you know, try and convince you. And I don't even know where that comes from because my parents aren't like that at all. Like my parents aren't like let me defend myself. My parents are very... I don't care either what people think of me type people. So are my siblings. So like, it's not really in my genes. So that's how I know this is like, well, not know, but that's how I would think that this is just learned behavior. This is something that I was taught to be told something and know, like in the heart of hearts, like I know in my heart of hearts, like I know down to the core of my soul that no one ever came into my house and had sex with me upstairs while my four babies were downstairs fending for themselves. Like, I know that never happened. But yet, I want to sit there and be like, let me explain to you. Let me try and show you that this psycho woman over here that obviously has no type of moral compass or really can say anything besides Craziness. Like, she's not someone anyone would trust. Let me tell you why you should trust me instead of her. And I will, I still go through it. Like, I still, when I had that conversation on the phone, I realized, like, I can still be a victim of this. Like, I can still, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how strong I think I am, like, I can still be a victim of being gaslighted and blame shifted and turned into the villain and make him be the victim because if I can just if I can just basically agree and apologize for whatever it is that I had affairs while I was pregnant that I was bringing men up to my room I mean to my house um like then maybe they have a reason to not like me. Maybe they have a reason to live with this guilt. Maybe they have a reason to be so angry at me. But the fact that I don't, I defend myself, it's like I'm defending myself so that they don't hate me, but they already do. (laughs) And it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense because what am I defending myself against, people that dislike me and think this, that, and the other of me? Because let me tell you, they would never be able to go up to my sister, to Monica, to Nikki, to my brother, to my parents, and be like, this is who Tina is. They'd be like, no, not quite. Like, that. that's probably not what happened. And it's really, and I know that in a sense, like, there are people that are like, well, I know your ex-husband and I know that he couldn't do these things or he wouldn't do these things. And I get that too. Um, But I'm also not gonna go up to those people and be like, here, let let me tell you why. Let me prove to you why I'm telling the truth. If someone wants to believe it, then they're gonna believe it, no matter what a person does or says. And that was a hard lesson for me this past week. But the fact that like, the victim is trying, it's trying so hard. There are people trying so hard to flip this script and make my ex the victim in whatever, I don't even know what, or actually, um, excuse his behaviors is just so mind boggling to me. It's just like, How in the world? How in the world can you gaslight a situation so bad? But not only that, how in the world am I still feeding it? How in the world am I still giving into it? How in the world am I still defending myself after all this time? How in the world am I still like, you can get a rise out of me, you can get an emotion out of me? And I'm the one who's been to therapy. I'm the one who's learned these things. I'm the one who knows it's coming from a mile away. I'm the one who can date someone and be like, oh no, you're fucked up. But when it comes down to people close to me, I'm like, oh yeah, go ahead and gaslight me. I'm right here. Like, it's so fucking crazy. It's you're so fucking damaged without you even knowing that you're damaged. And you I can go, like I said in the beginning, I can go to an old friend of his and be like, I'm not going to defend myself. Believe what you want to believe. Here's my story, here's his story, and there's the truth. But then I go to somebody that I respect and that I once loved and that I care about. And I'm like, wait, no, please believe me. Because if you believe me, then that makes it better. If you believe me, then. You can validate me and I just need you to validate me and I need you to validate my feelings and I need you to validate that this actually happened and I need you to just help me because if you can believe me, then maybe you'll do all these things for me. But in actuality, ultimately, my ex is never going to be that person and this person that I had the conversation with is never going to be that person, but I still dig. I still dig trying to find those people that I knew, that I once loved, that were once a huge part of my life. And I'm never going to find these people. They're never going to come back. Like, And I just have to convince my emotions, really, that you can't. You can't call these people. I'm sure with the situation that occurred, I probably could have called any of my subscribers and you guys would have been like, hold on, what the fuck happened? But in my in my mind, I thought, let me call this person because this person can help me. And I was just I was desperate and I just needed help. I just didn't know what to do. And I thought I can convince this person that I'm not crazy and me telling them this story right now is actually the truth. And because of this story, that's why the things occurred today and the things that occurred today are not okay because I need you to protect the situation. I need you to help me protect the situation. And this person just gaslighted me over and over and over. And then it was just like, Tina, are you right? Are you thinking correctly? Did you? Is like, where did this person get this from? Why is your ex-husband saying this? Like, what happened during your pregnancy that he's thinking this? Like, what was he told? And I'm trying to uncover, I'm trying to unravel anything and everything. I'm trying to grasp hints from, Sue from my sister-in-law from an old friend from like I'm trying to grasp where did all this come from like where is this stemming from when really it doesn't even fucking matter because they don't believe it themselves but they need to believe it in order to go on with their lives and it's a very hard pill to swallow but it also is a hard pill for me to swallow realizing that I'm never going to fix it. I'm never going to fix the situation. I'm never going to change their minds. I'm never going to be able to defend myself enough. I could be on my deathbed telling them I was telling you the truth the whole time and they still would be like, "Mm, we'll talk about it when we get to fucking heaven. Like, (laughs) but it's something I can't do. It's something that I am still working so hard at with trying to make it better, with trying to get everyone to the point that I need them to get at in order for me to feel better about the situation and to validate it. Because I don't even know why I need their validation. I don't. I mean, Presence Under the Tree, that episode validated myself so much. I mean, besides the fact that you guys all wrote me and everything, like me listening back to that episode was like, Tina, you really did this shit. Like, and all week long, the past two weeks, gifts are just coming left and right. And I'm okay financially. I'm okay. And it's like, I'm never going to get that validation from anyone that I need it from, but that validation comes from myself. And that makes me happy in itself. Like, I don't need the validation. But for some reason, with this situation and this person, I needed that so bad. I needed them to just believe me. I needed them to stop gaslighting me because then I'll feel better. But really, there's nothing I'm ever going to be able to do. These people are going to die trying to gaslight the situation, trying to blame shift, trying to make the world see a different view than what reality actually is. And it's it's very upsetting to me. It's, it's very upsetting to me. But one thing it taught me was that I'm never, ever going to be able to change that situation and I need to stop trying. I need to stop believing that I can be, that I can convince these people that they are once the people or this person, that that they are once the person that I absolutely held on this pedestal because that pedestal's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And because of that, I can't, I have to take them off that pedestal. I have to live in reality. I have to understand that this is a new reality. This is actually what's going on. I'm never going to change it, no matter what. It doesn't matter how good of a mom I am, how good of a woman I am, how good of an ex-wife I am, which I'm not saying I'm a good ex-wife, but (laughs) it doesn't matter who I am. It doesn't matter how hard I work. It doesn't matter how independent I am. It doesn't matter that I defend X, Y, and Z. Like It doesn't matter because it doesn't fit into their narrative. It doesn't. So, stop defending yourself guys stop just stop fucking defending yourself stop defending yourself stop trying to tell people your your life and your side of the story to make it end better stop trying to convince people of who you really are because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter they're set they're set in their minds it's think of it as like religion you can't go to a person and be like your religion is wrong because x y and z and because of x y and z a b and c you're that person's gonna look at you and be like no, because my religion's going to say blah, 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 blah. In the end, both of you are just freaking idiots because neither of you are going to convince each other either way. You're both set in this certain mindset and nothing's going to change your mind for it. So just let it be and move the fuck on. Like, and that's kind of how I go in life. It's just that some things will still get to me and some things I feel I need to defend myself for. But I can tell you on any given day, a random could come up to me and be like, you're a fucking whore. You had an affair. You were sleeping with people. You're married. You're a bad mom. You this. And I'd be like, fuck, you're right. And you know what? I fucked this person, this person, this person, this person. And I fucking had, I would fucking add to that story. I don't give a fuck. I would, I wouldn't give two fucks. I don't care at all. But I mean, I guess there are still people that I'm like, no, let me fix this. Let me defend myself. Let me get to the bottom of this. And it disgusts me. It disgusts me when I'm done. It disgusted me when I was done having that conversation. I was like, did I really just do that? Like, did I really just have that conversation? Because why the fuck did you just do that, Tina? Move the fuck on. And that in itself is growth tremendously for me because usually I'd just be sitting there crying like, oh my God, you know, but I was just like, yeah, no, fuck you. I don't care. Um, So anyways, um, yeah, I just wanted to speak on that. Like it's something that has been like eating at me. It's been, I've been dealing with it a lot lately, like understanding it a lot more lately, seeing it in normal life situations lately on TV shows. Like it's so crazy to me how when you're awakened by something, like you can actually pinpoint it so much and it's scary. It's so scary that it exists. (laughs) Um, anyways, that's the episode for the week. Um, Fuck the world. Be happy. Hope you guys liked it. As always, love the feedback. Follow the Instagram page, 31 Flavors Podcast. Um, let me know if you guys have any topics, anything, questions, anything you guys want me to touch more on. Anything that you guys think like a roundtable would be good. Mom questions, sex questions, dating, whatever. All the things. Um, I run out of topics, obviously. Um, so it would be helpful if you guys did. All right. Fuck the world. Be happy. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.